Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Earl, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I have Dr. Jen Pratt here today visiting us, and we're going to talk about Make a Wish. And welcome to High Road to Humanity, Dr. Jen Pratt. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited you're here. Before we get started, you know, this is a really cool foundation, you guys. I know everybody's um, heard about Make-A-Wish, but she's going to tell her own story and she's going to tell how it's evolved into her own practice. And I've pulled up some stuff about Make-A-Wish and just to let you guys know what they're all about, a little bit of history behind the organization. Now, Dr. Jen Pratt is a a pediatric physician. Um, She's caring for children in the very same hospital where she was treated because she has a story to tell us. Her story has come full circle back to where her life was transformed. Now, Dr. Pratt is now able to help improve the lives of other children battling critical illness with the gift of a wish referral and personally share in the transformation that comes with the patient's wish experience. And Jen, tell us your story. I think you were 11. Is that right? Were you 11? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, I was 11 years old, kind of the typical kid. I was um, into sports and, you know, had lots of friends. Life was pretty normal. And I think any family who has been through a cancer diagnosis can tell you it all changes in one moment when you get that news. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, yeah, unfortunately, I um, developed some pain in my knee and initially thought it was maybe a sports injury, but um, it ended up being a tumor. In your knee? Yeah, in my knee. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. So that led to this diagnosis of osteosarcoma, which is a form of bone cancer, um, when I was just finishing the fifth grade. Um, and with that, I, you know, had a long road ahead of me. Right. So chemotherapy, surgery, the whole deal in and out of the hospital. Um, and it, it was, it was hard. Uh, and surgeries, physical therapy, all of that, it really affected every, um, everyone in my family and, uh, really had a profound impact uh, on me personally and yeah. kind of where I am today. Right. Did it make you want to become a doctor? It, you know, it really did. I think, you know, people kind of can go either way on that when they have like a major medical experience. But for me, I just had the most amazing team uh, at Children's Minnesota. And I knew that I wanted to use that experience to one day help other children and other families going through something similar. Um, So during that year, I knew that that I would go into a career in medicine. It it became very apparent. Um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I think too, you know, while it was really, really hard, um, there were things along the way that kept my experience positive. And kind of gave me the strength to keep going and um, gave me the strength to want to do something positive with that experience moving forward. Mm -hmm. 
So what did you, so how did you, did you make a wish? Yeah. So I think as part of that, Make-A-Wish was a huge component of my recovery. Tell us Um, what happened. Did you know about them? Did they approach you or did you find, did your parents find them or how did it work? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my healthcare team had recommended me for Make-A-Wish. Like a couple months into my diagnosis, I heard about the organization and was told that I would qualify for a wish, which it is just the coolest experience as a kid to say, you could, you know, any wish, anything you can come up with, you know, let's see if we can make that come true. So cool. So I was really into drawing and animation, all the, you know, the Disney movies in, back in the 90s at the time. Um, and so my wish was to go to Disney World, meet an animator, and um, really just share in that experience with my family that, you know, we knew it was, it was such a hard time. And having that light at the end of the tunnel was so key to my ability to process and cope and just have hope for the future. Right. So once you, okay, so you told him your wish and then did you wait till after you were in a better condition in order to go? Is that how that works or how does it work? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, Definitely made a point to schedule that trip after my uh, chemotherapy and surgeries were done um, as something to look forward to. So I was in a a little bit of a better state of health to enjoy it. Um, And it also just served as like something, something to say, all right, when this is done, we get to go on our trip. And to be able to count down, you know, okay, how many more chemotherapy treatments do you have until this trip um, was so important. Well, and let me ask you this. Did they pay for your family to go as well as you? Obviously, because you're a minor. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and that's a, that's a great thing about the organization. Obviously, lots of families that are dealing with um, a serious medical diagnosis like this. Um, financially, it can be hard uh, to afford a, a big trip or um, whatever the wish may be. Um, and, you know, it, it takes that burden, that stress off. The whole family has an expense paid trip or whatever the wish wishes. I think Make-A-Wish does a nice job to, you know, include family members in the experience. That's wonderful. Now, tell me about who you met when you went. Yeah, so I... Um, was able to go and stay at a um, place called Give Kids the World, which is um, specifically for wish recipients. Um, I'm sorry. Yes. It's called Give Kids the World. Kids um, okay. Yeah. So it's um it's a kind of a its own resort for children on a wish trip, um, which was amazing. I've been able to go back and visit a few more times with my family since, and it's it's just such an incredible memory for us. Mm-hmm. Then we were able to go experience the parks and the characters. And as part of that, I got to meet one of the Disney animators um, for Lion King and Pocahontas, kind of those those favorite movies back then. (laughs) Oh, I bet that was just amazing. And they spent... Yes, and they they were able to spend a lot of time and um, kind of show me their drawings and what they did behind the scenes. Uh, So that was really special. All right. That's really cool. I'm really um, excited that you came on the show today. You know, so since this time, you have become, bring us a little forward. You went, yeah. you became, uh, you're a pediatric, is that right? 
Yeah, so I'm a pediatric hospitalist, which means I take care of uh, children that are hospitalized um, with various conditions. And I get to work at the same hospital that I was once treated at, at Children's Minnesota, which is just such an amazing full circle experience for me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, after I recovered from my illness, um, you know, which I will say, it's kind of a misconception with Make-A-Wish that all children are, are terminal who get it. And that that's not true. Um, over 60% of kids that receive a wish do go on to recover from their illness and live full lives. Um, and for me, it was really kind of a catalyst to um, a lot of positive things in my future, um, mm-hmm. including pursuing medicine and going back to the hospital that I I got such great care at. Yeah, because that's it's true. It's, you could have went one way or another. Now, this positive experience impacted your health. Yes, absolutely. So Make-A-Wish recently came out with what's called a wish impact study um, this past spring to take like a look like, and I'm, you know, as a physician, I always like to see kind of the data and the numbers. I think a lot of us have known the impact of a wish and that have experienced it or seen it in, you know, patients that we've cared for. But what it did was it surveyed over 3,500 families, uh, including patients, parents, and um, medical providers. Mm -hmm. And really the results were very clear. Like wishes are so tied to um, emotional health, um, Mm -hmm. which equates to improved physical health. Mm -hmm. So patients and families that have experienced a wish just are in a better position emotionally to handle their illness and the stresses that go with it. Mm -hmm. And the perception is overall, those patients actually do better. And they're able to, you know, just have the strength and the, you know, mental positivity to tackle their illness. We're doing the podcast today. If you want to listen to the podcast, I'm on Toginet Radio. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. This is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and I want to thank all of my listeners for supporting High Road to Humanity. You can listen to High Road to Humanity on TogiNet Internet Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. The show is now streaming on Binge TV Networks. Just search for High Road to Humanity. If you guys are interested in a spiritual reading or coaching, visit my website, nancyyearout.com. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better? To create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. 
When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy. You're out. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm back here with Dr. Jen Pratt. It changes the energy. And I want to ask you about this because I'm really into the energy. And I, I believe that science and spirituality are coming together because of the energy fields and because of the emotions, just like you spoke about, because the emotions are what really make a difference. Um, talk about that. Do you see the spiritual and the science coming together as because of like the study, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. All the time. So I, you know, in my work as a hospitalist, um, you know, I get, get to take care of kids with very complex medical conditions. Mm -hmm. And when I know that they've received a wish just to even bring up, Hey, tell me about your, your make a wish experience. And you can just see like just the joy that comes to their face. Like the whole family is so excited to talk about it. It was such a positive thing. Um, so well, even the memory of it, the process of looking forward to a wish um, is really powerful. Okay. Um, I think, too, families that you know, are really struggling. I had a, a young girl who had just been diagnosed with a brain tumor um, that I was taking care of. And they, they had just been in the hospital for about a month. It was kind of one setback after another. And this child was finally able to go home. It was such a big moment. And I was able to talk to the family a little bit about Make-A-Wish. And you could just see like the joy and relief come to them after this incredibly stressful month that it just, they just started crying immediately. They were like, you know what, this, it's so nice to finally hear something hopeful and something positive and something to look forward to. Um, it just makes all the difference. I have a few questions for you. Now, is there an age limit? How does this work? Yeah, yeah. So typically we're targeting um, 18 and, and younger. Um, so we do, you know, anywhere from young children, you know, that are able to really experience the wish um, to older children, um, including teenagers. Uh, and yeah, it's definitely in terms of other components um, to figure out who's eligible, really, um, the best way uh, to do that is to either go through your medical care team, or families can also self-refer the, their child for a wish through wish.org. Um, I checked it out. I want to talk about that because there's some really good information. What's the biggest conception, you, uh, misconception, I guess, um, I want to say about Make-A-Wish that people yeah. have? Yeah. 
I think uh, the biggest misconception is uh, that patients are terminal and that this is a dying wish. Uh, and that's really, really not the case um, because we know that so many children are going to go on to do well and that this is really supporting them in a step of their journey that um, is, is just a really, it's a tough time and it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. A particular story I, that I don't want to put you on the spot too much, yeah. but is there a success story that besides your own, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Before, because I want to get into some of the mechanics of Make-A-Wish, but tell us, I'd like to hear some real life, you know, stuff. Yeah. Well, of course. So um, we recently had um, this past spring, our wish gala here at Make-A-Wish Minnesota. And uh, one of our feature wish children um, was a young girl who had a form of eye cancer that was really rare. Mm -hmm. Um, And she actually uh, lost one of her eyes due to this cancer. Um, She's now doing so well. Uh, and as part of that journey was able to um, get a really unique wish. It's one of my favorite ones that I've heard about so far. Um, she requested uh, a she shed, um, which was built so cool. We got to see a video of the whole whole wish um, at our gala. I, and, love it. <laughs> I know it was adorable. And she had this cute little dog. They made like a little bed for her dog and really were so thoughtful about, you know, her whole family, including her dog and including them in the wish and making it so special for her. Um, So, and you could just see the enthusiasm of that family who now, you know, is, is involved in the organization and, you know, helping support other children get wishes, which is awesome. Love that. Now what's the strangest one you've heard? (laughs) Oh gosh. You know, good question. Um, you know, I guess recently I haven't heard anything too strange. Um, there's always, you know, good ones with celebrity meet and greets. And, you know, we do um, other ones, too, that are just kind of neat experiences. Like, um, you know, going um, to meet, uh, you know, various, like one of the first wishes was meeting a firefighter and yeah, let's a fire truck around. <laughs> like yeah. even just simple things. You know what? I thought of a good one. Okay. One was actually being a garbage collector for the day. Um, There was a young boy who, that was his wish, was he wanted to be the garbage man for the day. So he got to go around town on the garbage truck and collect all the garbage meat, you know, a bunch of cool people. And it was like a party. (laughs) Honestly, uh, when my grandson, he's a little bit older now, when he was like five or six, he used to wait at the door and he couldn't wait. (laughs) So I know. Exactly yes, it. yes. It's true. Well, I want to talk a little bit about makeawish.org. They're headquartered out of Phoenix, Arizona. Is that proper? Okay. Yep. So they are, Make-A-Wish is the world's leading children's wish granting organization. And I think that's really cool. I didn't know that. I, I'm not surprised. I've mm-hmm. donated my stuff, uh, money myself um, over the years to them. I'm operating in every community in the United States. Mm -hmm. That is amazing too. And 50 countries worldwide. Mm -hmm. I can't believe, and this is how it started. I want to talk, do you want to tell the story or would you like me to read this? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, and I don't know, I don't want to botch his last name. Is it Gracious, his last name? Yeah, I think so. 
Okay. So I'm going to show a picture. I probably should do it. This is him. <laughs> okay. And this was the very first, this was Chris back in 1980. So this is how it all started. Uh, so it traces its inspiration to Christopher James, and I think it's Gracious, an energetic seven-year-old boy, and he was battling leukemia, and my sister died of leukemia. So I, this is really near and dear to my heart, and he wanted to be a police officer. So in 1980, check this out, the Phoenix community came together, and they made his wish come true. Little Chris, uh, known that his wish would create a move. He, little did he know that Make-A-Wish or his wish would create a movement that would transform millions of lives. Now there are hundreds of thousands and this is him. And he, um, his mother, Linda Pauling and um, the founders, they worked tirelessly um, to keep this thing going after um, he passed. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, so so now, 30 years. It's been 30 yeah. years. Yeah. She's, she says, Linda Pauling says, it's been more than 30 years since my son Chris received his wish. And I'm still amazed and inspired how one little boy's dream to be a policeman has touched the lives of so many. That's, That's really powerful. So it's been for, uh, 40, well, now it's been 40 years mm -hmm. um, since the whole thing started. I just think this is amazing stuff. Um, so you decided at what point did you say, okay, I'm going to go back to make a wish and I'm going to work with these guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was several years ago, um, that I was given the opportunity to become a medical advisor for make a wish. Um, so for my local chapter, I'm involved in wish review, uh, ensuring travel safety for travel wishes. So I communicate with, um, wish recipients, um, medical team and make sure that they have a safe um, experience traveling to their destination and um, while they're there. Uh, and I've been fortunate to be able to help the organization in other ways by sharing my own experience. It's been really fun. They, well, I don't know. It says there's 24,000 volunteers. It almost feels like there would be more, but gosh, that's a lot in itself across the United States. Yeah, yeah. So I would anyone who's interested in volunteering or becoming involved with the organization definitely should check out wish.org to learn more. Okay. So I'm I'm wondering what do they see for the future? Do they have like do they have like a gathering where they get together once a year or, and everybody talks about what they'd like to see for the future or something like that or how does that work? Or do you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely we want to keep expanding, keep um, being able to grant more and more wishes every year and reach more children and families because we know just how much of a big difference these wishes make. And mm -hmm. I think you know the wish impact study, what we've kind of known all along, it's so clear how important this organization is in supporting people in our community who are going through things that we would hope nobody would have to go through. But to let them know that we're here for them and we're going to support them and we're going to continue to help these children and families recover from their illness and thrive while they're going through it. Right. Let's talk a little bit before um, we get out of here about the donations and the donators. Who are the biggest? I'm just curious now. <laughs> I mean, I know. 
Maybe it's because I'm in New Mexico and Make-A-Wish has always been a big deal here since I can remember. And I maybe it's because Phoenix is so close to New Mexico that it just kind of trick, you know, spilled over. But it's been a big deal here. And um, where do the donor donations come from and how can people help? Is it basically money or is it other things or, or talk to us about this? Yeah, great question. Uh, so definitely, there's a lot of corporations, organizations that donate to Make-A-Wish um, on the local and national scale, which is fantastic. Um, I would say, you know, a lot of the donations are individuals, too, that are, you know, just making contributions of their own and supporting their their own Make-A-Wish chapter. Okay. Uh, so what I'd really recommend, you know, is that people go to wish.org to find their local chapter um, because there are more ways than donating money too that you can get involved if that's not an option for you. Um, our local chapter does a walk for wishes. You know, there's other ways to become involved in um, volunteering your time and services to make a wish. Um, there's ways to donate airline miles. There's all sorts of opportunities for people um, to contribute to the organization. I'm going to ask you, you know, a lot of people worry that they donate and it doesn't go to the cause. There's been so much, and I hate to even bring this up, but it's honestly, it's the truth. We are on the high road to humanity today. You know, how do we know and how do people know that the money is reaching, the, you know, that's reaching the kids and then, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as an organization, I know that they definitely strive to have as much of that money to go directly to children. Um, and yeah, I think, um, of course, that's the goal, right? We, you know, want to see more wishes granted. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I would say going to wish.org to see kind of how you can you donate money to specific areas or donate your own services, I think all of that will be very well, well utilized and appreciated by everyone. Yeah, that's well said. Thank you. I want to do, I do want to say since 1980, Make-A-Wish has granted more than 520,000 wishes worldwide, more than 350,000 wishes in the U.S. and its territories alone. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. It's amazing how this one little boy changed everybody's lives and how the community got together and got behind him and made his wish come true. I think that's amazing. Um, he's probably looking down, right? And saying, hey, <laughs> thanks, you guys. It's amazing what a difference you can make here on the planet if you really put out your good vibes and your good energy and your good intentions. Yes. For sure. No, it, this little boy left an incredible legacy. Uh, and it's something that, you know, we got to keep, keep continue supporting and helping grow because I think it's amazing to see the impact of it. It's yeah. just so cool. Well, and I want to thank you because you're doing really great work. Um, done because you're bringing it back. You're in the hospital where, you know, you can tell your story to the family and to the people and it makes it more of a, you know, camaraderie and everybody knows about it. Now, do you travel to other hospitals and talk to them about, you know, make a wish? Yeah. So um, I work at uh, Children's Minnesota. So we're located, we have campuses in both St. Paul and Minneapolis. Um, so I, I spend a lot of time here in the Twin Cities. Uh, 
but uh, I also get to, you know, share my story uh, more on a national scale uh, through uh, various interviews and podcasts and media, which has been really fun and um, hopefully spreads the word more about the organization. All right, you guys, it's wish.org. And her name is Dr. Jen Pratt. And thank you for coming on today and telling your story. It's much appreciated. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. All right, you guys, this is Nancy Earl. This is High Road to Humanity. I hope you'll join us next time. Everybody take care and God bless. Please join me next week on the High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. You can find High Road to Humanity on Apple TV and on Roku under Healing Within TV. Have a blessed week and know by staying on the High Road, you will make it to your destination. For a psychic empath reading, go to my website, nancyyearout.com, to book your date and time with me. I will deliver your message from the angels. God bless.